0: This is case 22 from the Denkoloku, Vasubandhu. One day Jayata said to Vasubandhu Even though I may not seek after enlightenment, I do not act contrary to it. Even though I may not be doing prostrations before the Buddha, I am not spiritually negligent. Even though I may not be sitting in meditation, I am not lazy. Even though I may not eat just one meal a day, I am not gluttonous. Even though I may not know what is enough, I am not covetous. In my heart, there is nothing that I seek. I call this the way. When Vasubandhu heard this, he realized the wisdom that is free from all defilements and desires. Kazan's commentary the disciples of Buddha set up various kinds of pure regulations to show the disciplined behavior of Buddhas and Zen masters. However, clinging to them obsessively becomes an affliction and a passion. Furthermore, if you must reject birth and death and seek the way beyond, yet cannot cut off the beginningless process of dying in one place and being born in another, what state would you consider attainment of the way? Yet, you want to seek the way while being caught up in all these things. All of it is just misunderstanding. So, this koan brings up an encounter between Jayata, who was a Buddhist teacher in the direct lineage of the Buddha, 20th, genera- 20th generation after the Buddha died. And Vasubandhu, who was already ordained at that time, and also has had a bunch of followers... Happened to come across uh, Jayata, or Jayata came across Vasubandhu. And Vasubandhu wanted to, or Jayata wanted to help Vasubandhu see clearly, or see where he is stuck. Right? So he wanted to take him further. And it is said that Vasubandhu took only one meal a day and never lay down. Six times a day he made prostrations to the Buddha. He was known by his disciples to be self-restrained and without desires. Which, you know, when you look at that, he sounds like a great practitioner, right? Very disciplined, knows what he's doing. Sounds like highly devoted. But how do we understand devotional practice? How do, I, do we understand devotion? Or what are we devoted to? as followers of the way, or as followers of the of Buddhist teachings. The how is essential in all practices, actually in everything, is how we do what we do is far more important than what it is that we do. So the question, one of the questions for us to to look at is how do we maintain what we have inherited? And also, what is it that we are passing on to future generations? So, to keep going with that story, in Jayata, preparing to lead him to the other shore, by questioning the group. So he began, he basically asked the students of this guy, of Vasubandhu. And he says, This busy ascetic is able to practice morality but is he capable of finding the Buddha's path of, to enlightenment? Right? He's busy practicing ascetics, ascetic practices. But what does it mean? Is that what we're practicing? So the crowd, his students, replied, our teacher is diligent itself. Why couldn't he? Manjata then said, your teacher is far from the path. Even if he were to practice his asceticism for endless kalpas, it would be nothing but a source of vain delusion. And in the commentary, Kazan says, If you think there is Buddhahood to attain and a way to find, and if you fast and do ascetic practices with that thought, or sit for long periods of time without lying down, or do prostrations and recite scriptures for the sake of building up merits and attaining the way, All of it is raining flowers in a flowerless sky. Even if you pass eons in this way, you will never experience a bit of liberation. Indeed, not craving anything is called the way. So even if it is contentment you want, this is still based on greed. Therefore, every one of these practices is based on delusion. It is not your original self. So what state, So, in this, in this koan, in this case, the question is, what state would you consider attainment of the way? What is attainment of the way, as he says in the commentary? And then he says, for this reason, though we speak of overturning delusion to attain enlightenment or, or transforming ordinary people into sages, all this is talk for people who are not yet enlightened. What ordinariness is there to transform? What delusion is there to awaken from? What delusion is there to awaken from? This is why Zen Master Jian Shan says, Clearly, there is no phenomenon of of enlightenment. The doctrine of enlightenment deludes people. So stretch out your legs and sleep. There is no falsehood and no reality." essence of the way is truly like this there's no falsehood and there's no reality there's no delusion and there's no enlightenment so what I want to do is open it up and have each of you express that or ask about it how do we mean how do we understand what, what does Jayata mean by saying that there is nothing to seek? What is the meaning of his teachings and Kezan's commentary? And maybe more importantly, these words, do we find them encouraging to embrace the practice further or and to be more disciplined about it? Or do we feel that they provide us uh, excuses or justifications to slack off? Because we can definitely read it in that way. See that, well, you know, this guy is a master and he doesn't sit much, he doesn't do much prostrations, doesn't do much chanting. But is that what he's saying? We often, you know, when we hear something, we have to hear it again and again and again and again to really understand what it is that is being said. It sounds like something. But is it what we think it is? I do not sit in meditation. What does that mean? I do not do prostrations to the Buddha. What does that mean? I do not recite scriptures. How do we understand that? Do we recite scriptures? How do we understand that in relation to coming to Sangha seats or showing up at the cushion, our own cushion at home? How do we understand that in relation to Zazenkai after Zazenkai, Sashin after Sashin, Sunday after Sunday chanting what seems to be the same? Sit after seat after seat. And in relation to right effort, what's the difference between overdoing and slacking off? How do we identify the extras? What is right effort? So those are the questions I want to explore together and together. It's a good opportunity for me to hear you more than speak okay so what we'll do is you'll come up one at a time you'll make a full bow on the other side of the cushion sit down bow sitting bow express what you want ask a question we'll have a short dialogue and we'll conclude that and the next person
1: will come up So as you're reading this koan, um, right effort is with me because of the sango, because of what we're practicing, the sango, as well as uh, some of the recent koans that you and I have been working on. So what, what popped out for me is the understanding that just doing the prostrations just reading the scriptures, um, just robotically going through your life is not necessarily the way, um, because we can get caught up in that. And we can do that as a means of habit more than anything else. But what stands out for me in this particular con is um, whether or not uh, one person can judge another person and determine that that person is or is not on a certain path. Um, So making the the, the postures, reading the scriptures, can in fact be the master on the path provided he's not caught up in it. Provided um, that he recognizes that he's just you know, putting forth the right effort.
0: So That's what does that mean? So was Vasubandhu clear? Was he on the path? Is that what the path about? He was following the instructions or the job description, so to speak, right?
1: Right. right. What's the job? The job is to meet your intentions. If if it's your intention to sit for a long period of time or to read the scriptures and and you're doing that as part of washing your bowls, then yes, you're on the path.
0: Okay, so why did Jayata say what he said? Why did did Jayata say, I do not do this? All these things that you are so devoted to I'm not doing it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned with this. What did he mean by I do not meditate?
1: I guess he's saying that he doesn't necessarily need to do those things to be on the path. So is he or is he not? So, Was he
0: meditating? Was he saying don't worry about Jasa? I don't
1: think he was saying not to worry about it, but I think he's saying not to get caught up in it.
0: So was he saying don't sit?
1: No, I don't believe he was saying I believe he was saying do what you need to do.
0: What what about the rest of the practice? What about everything that we do practice including Zazen and the rest of it? Intensified sitting periods, events. What about all that?
1: Well, to me personally, those are reminders.
0: Right, all true. But again, the point, the question is what is he saying about all that? Is he talking about what we do or how we do?
1: Oh, he's definitely talking about how we do.
0: Okay. So do you think he was negligent about Zaza? It's
1: hard to tell. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that.
0: Okay. So let's go to your Zaza. Forget Jayata and Basubandhu. Your Zaza. Mm -hmm. Do you sit when you sit? I do. How much?
1: Not time. How much? How much do I sit when I sit? The whole time.
0: Is that too much? Sometimes. (laughs) Okay, what makes it too much? Uh,
1: What would make it too much if if my intention is uh, elsewhere? If I'm not sitting just to sit, now I'm getting caught up in my thoughts or thinking about something else or where I should be or shouldn't, you know, then I'm sitting too much. So what's the extra in sitting? The extra in sitting mm-hmm. is not staying with the sitting. What needs to drop? The mind needs to drop. Um, I had an episode today with the sitting, whereby I was being very forceful with myself not to move, not to scratch an itch. Um, So I used a mantra to get past it, and I didn't move until the bell rang. I can't always do that, sometimes I need to move a little. So that to me is um, enough, enough sitting. Okay, stop today. so what we need to look at, what you need to look at, what
0: makes your zazen heavy, what makes your zazen light?
1: Where is the burden? The burden is in my thoughts. It's in my head.
2: Yeah, this is
0: yeah. We say that, but what do we mean by that? I I know what you're running with it, but what do we mean by it is in my head? Does it fine? I say it's in my head. Does it make it lighter?
1: And for me, it does, because then I can dismiss it and get back to sitting. Okay, what do you dismiss? The thought. Whatever thought happens to wander into my head. So I let it wander in, I dismiss it, and I can continue sitting, trying not to get caught up on that thought.
0: Okay, so what do we have to dismiss when we sit? Beyond the coming, going th- thoughts.
1: self, I guess, recognition of something other than what it is that we're doing, and how we're doing it.
0: How? The question is how? Yes, I I know we're going with this too. How do we do that? How do we... The word dismiss may be misleading. Because it sounds like pushing away. Okay. So maybe we find a, a more gentle word than dismiss. But with that, again, what what is it that we have to see through? What's the extra in your sitting? And my thoughts, fine, but open it up. Go beyond that. May your life go away. Thank you for yes. your answer. Sure, Sanchez um, Okay, so for me it
3: comes out with the right effort. I was thinking about when when i sit uh, specifically and um what do i bring to the cushion when i'm sitting Uh, sometimes um, i i can sit and um, um, my mind is calm and i think about it okay so it's it's a good sit and sometimes i sit and i'm like I'm, i'm I'm thinking about everything else that I could be doing or should be doing at times. And I'm like, I feel like I'm sitting here, but I'm not really, And we're not supposed to be gaining anything from it. But, you know, you you do think about, you know, um, gaining something from when you sit, either a peace of mind or, you know, closer to, the nightmare or being on the right path or doing the right meditation or doing the right effort. So, you know, listening to uh, you know, what you just mentioned is that here we have one person that's very devoted and then the other one person that sounds like a slacking and then you're, you try to put your own sitting into perspective and you're like, okay, so where's the balance? So, you know, which is the correct way you know, to go and do my frustrations and go through all my, uh, you know, things that I mentioned I wanted to do uh, in my angle, or just throw all that out the window, just go down, put on my incense and sit, you know, which is the correct way. Well, the question
0: is what was he throwing out? That's our question. What did he mean by I do not bother with all these things? Who was more devoted?
3: Well, you would think that they're both devoted in their own way, you know, you might have somebody that's very disciplined and, and this is the way they center themselves and they, they approach their practice by, you know, being committed and doing all of this and someone else says, no, I'm more relaxed, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still practicing.
0: Wait. Jayata said, I do not do prostration. I do not bow, right? Can you show how he did not bow? Can you
3: show
0: that? I sure. well, yeah, okay. show. Yeah. Okay. Show it more intently. How, how do you, show how do you not bow?
3: putting
0: me on the spot here, yeah, you know I have
3: difficulty. You put yourself there. <laughs> 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 that's why I
0: didn't go to Dokka-san today, because I knew you were
3: going to ask me a question and I couldn't, I couldn't... What uh... yeah, happened? came to you. Yeah, it came to me. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like... I almost got away with it. <laughs> I was looking at the time, almost,
0: but it didn't. Like... No, that's why we did all this, right? It's orchestrated. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, yeah. no, but seriously, this is really what we need to look at. You know, Jayada is saying, I do not do all these things you're doing. What does he mean by that? I mean, this is why it's important to understand to how, how to listen to this. What do we see in that? I do not do this. What is he not doing? In comparison to, or in relation to Vasubandhu. Vāsūbāna is very very devoted, right? He sounds like he's very devoted, but then again, we can be chained by the practice. Yeah. And we talk about understanding, or how to understand that the practice is everyday life, yeah. right? And not to be chained by the practice or create a, some kind of a, an idea you, of Well, Or you can judge practice.
3: people by, you know, if I, I, I'm doing all this and you're not doing it, then you're not practicing correctly. Right. I am, you're not.
0: Right, and this guy's student said that uh, you know our teacher is uh, practice itself, a devotion itself. He's the example, right? Because he follows everything to the last, all the rules, right, all the regulations. He does everything to the best of his ability. So why would he not be a great practitioner? Why, why did Jada said he is very far from the path? What is the path? What are we doing? Isn't our path just living our lives? And Isn't that what everybody else is doing? Yeah,
3: but, you know, doing it with, with the uh, intention and being aware of uh, how you live your life and the choices that you make and how you show up for other people. Wouldn't that be, you know, be way?
0: Yeah, it's easier to say, right? Yes, it includes everything. We say that, but to see where am I creating extra? Where am I creating extra? So in relation to practice, we talk about this, we talk about practice because we want that to penetrate, right? to permeate everything else that we do. How do we deal with the practice? How do we bow? What is the extra in bowing? If you look at Jayata and look at Vasubandhu, one says, one bows and does prostration every well, six times a day, whatever that was, right? Every couple of hours, yeah, he does is, and does prostration. And the other one says, I don't do that. I don't bow, I don't fast, right? Because they used to eat one, you know, one meal or two meals a day and then stop at noon and not eat until the next morning, right? Yeah, but
3: sometimes people do things you you do things and you do it because you feel like you have to, not because you want to. Oh, okay, so I said I have to do this, so I'm gonna do it. But your heart and your mind is not there. Okay. When you bow, you're not, you're not being sincere with it. You're just doing it mechanically as a, a movement.
0: Yeah, but I think, I think that the question was not sincere. He was sincere, he was just off. There was something extra there. In his bowing, in his practice, in his, in the way he upheld the practice.
3: So he was doing it because he wants to get something in return.
0: What does he want?
3: To become enlightened because he feels it's not enlightened yet.
0: Or to um, accumulate merits, merits towards
3: becoming enlightened. Right. Maybe the next Buddha.
0: Is it possible to become enlightened?
3: It's possible to become uh, awakened and aware.
0: It's possible to wake up. You say. Yes. And where do you find yourself when you wake up? Where will you wake up?
3: You can wake up at, at, at any time, anywhere.
0: No, you can only wake up here.
3: Here, if you're going for a walk, where you're walking is here. If it's in your home, it's here.
0: Hence, you can only wake up here. (laughs) Here. (laughs) Yes. We're saying the same thing. (laughs) Right? Okay. You can only wake up here. In this body. Yes. Right. In the state things are. Yes. Okay, so, one was practicing with a goal and the other one is not. So and I'm going to ask again: Can you show how Jayata did not bow? Okay. May your life go well. Shosh Sanji. Um. Here in the colon. Remind me of
4: when I. We got caught up in doing so much, all this following, following of this, uh doctrines and and doing mantras for hours and a lot of things and, a lot, and different practices and uh, and felt like uh, falling into that wanted to get something. And reach obviously enlightenment or awakening. And with that, the expectations were more and more every time. And when I left the place, one of the deepest reasons why I did this was I found myself isolating from the world because I look at other people and they weren't doing vows or mantras, so they were in the wrong path, and I truly believe that, we all did. And the ones that we're practicing, we're feeding each other that ego, mind of, we're better. And so I, and then we fell into, we're so compassionate towards others because they're lost. So it's really a fake compassion a very deceiving compassion. It wasn't fake. It was, there was something truthful inside, mm-hmm. but it got deceived by the ego of wanting something or having an agenda behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, when I heard that, I was like, maybe this guy was truthful and, and obviously all of us, whether we know it or not, want to awaken. I mean, we may not call it that, but you know, the afflictions, nobody likes to suffer. But maybe this guy was trying <laughs> with the prostrations and he he tried to follow what Buddha did instead of experimenting or putting to the test like with his own life. Mm-hmm. And that was the trap. It wasn't the it wasn't the bodhicitta within, it was just simply that he,
2: he was trying
0: that way and there was nothing wrong with that because then fortunately the other one came to get him out of it. Mm-hmm. And he succeeded to I him and actually he mm-hmm. is on our, you remember the names from our uh, lineage chants, right? The names are there. We chant those names. So yes, it is in that. But the question, well, well the point of that actually is to, to recognize or to ask the question, how am I practicing? With what kind of mind am I practicing, right? Is it uh, a mind that wants something? And, you know, he says clearly, even if it is contentment you want, that still is wanting something, right? That's still craving something. Right? It doesn't matter what it is you want, there is still that. Because the wanting becomes the extra. Do you see? The wanting mm-hmm. weighs down your practice. So I do not do all these things. He's, he's, he's doing it differently. Right? So how do you do it? <laughs> or how, how uh, where does it become lighter for you? Uh, as progression or as
4: well, my, definitely. path? My extra are my expectations, definitely very clear. Um, And the past plays a role instead of just letting it be. I still carry it with me, and even though it takes time, I do find myself to have to just be aware of the fact that it's just this this moment, and and the past doesn't really help in certain. Mm -hmm like now you know what I'm saying like just not carrying the the beliefs that I I identified with once mm-hmm. and that's my extra at this at this moment for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. but the fact that I can talk it out and that I have the sangha and support it actually it's, it's like this guy was fortunate enough to have someone that reminded him and get him out of it yeah and because that's part of our so called path we get stuck. We
2: get stuck. But
0: nobody gets stuck forever, because there's always someone that gets them off. Right. But and what's what's required is awareness, right? The the practice of awareness, right? So we can see where we get stuck. Not criticize, but see or blame, but to see, or to even acknowledge, yes, I get stuck, and I will get stuck. Right? To shed the light. Okay, I got stuck. I am creating something out of that I'm creating something out of this right I am labeling this I'm labeling that and it's just let it go practice easy right to be with the path right is to practice easy to practice your life without calling anything without giving it any definitions just to do it what is the extra in the doing what's the extra in the doing
4: of doing it because of something. Who is expected? The self. The doer? Mean, yeah.
0: Okay. What kind of doing is it without a doer? Just doing it for the
4: sake of doing it. Being
0: here. Just Isn't that a relief? though? Isn't that a relief, right? Yeah. To do without a doer and to do for the sake of doing.
4: talk, no destination, makes it even more fun.
0: <laughs> yes, right, that's one. And it makes you more aware of what's going on. Before
4: you fully take something because yes. in my practice, reaching alignment I'm thinking about that and miss out what's going on here, and there's so much in it. And when you don't have a destination, it's like going on vacation. If you don't have a destination, you just go around the world. Every place to stop. It's like wow, you give the fool of yourself. as Supposed to just going to one place and having building. I don't. I think when you don't have a destination, there's no space for you to expect anything. Right.
0: When you have no destination, everywhere is home. Yeah. <laughs> May your life go well.
4: Thank you for much.
5: I think it's, uh, it's a good con, um to remind them you know, about uh, all ideas and agendas about the practice. Which, um, you know, more I get awareness, more I notice about myself. Am I a good practitioner? Am I practice right? I practice enough? What should I expect? From the practice maybe I should practice different way and instead of that to just ask how you practice and, and how when you I bring practice? awareness these questions I'm aware of them but the kind of horizon subside
0: mm-hmm. how do you and practice
5: how do you practice you I think yeah I'm trying I'm trying to bring awareness and and look at my agendas if I have any agendas. I haven't. i think just being on the path, kind of, and you not know, paying attention and and doing the practice for, for the sake of practice, for the sake of other people.
0: Now how's it going? Is it light? Is it heavy?
5: Um, sometimes it's light.
0: How do I? How do you identify the the extras or the, the extra baggage that you put on practice when you do?
5: Um. When well, when I notice that. I guess extra extra questions. Questions <laughs> just
0: practice. So questions are extra. Is that what you say?
6: Yes.
0: Okay. Okay, so sometimes questions are important, sometimes they're extra, right? I mean, it's not black and white. Sometimes they're needed. Sometimes they create more complications. Mm -hmm. Sometimes questions can lead to clarity.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Not necessarily because of the answer, but just by raising a question and then examining. Mm -hmm. So how do we know how to ask questions?
5: Again, how do we ask questions?
0: Right, right. That's a very important point, right? To
2: yeah.
0: We have to look at how, what it is we're trying, to, we're trying to clarify. How do we ask the question? I'm
5: trying to gain something.
0: Okay. That's from a mind, that's what he's trying to say, right? That's what Jayada was saying. From a mind that wants something, from a mind that we call it poverty mind. You've heard that term before, right? Mm-hmm. Poverty mind, a mind that does not feel sufficient, mm-hmm. right? That thinks that there is something that will give it the sufficiency, right? That will complete it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then looking for that
5: expectations. Okay.
0: So, what grounds it for you, or what works for you to curb that, or to to bring it home, to root it? the energy Um, because it's a a form of energy right, it's an energy that comes up and it wants something and if we give it something it actually wants more and more and more and more but if we don't give it something and then we stay and we look at it then something else can open up right Right. if we face it uh,
5: from the awareness of the practice it kind of gets it in a different way and subside. Yeah. Because it's, I'm not going with with that request, small request,
0: you know, something else. Okay. So then what about sitting, for example, when you take such a a wanting energy, or actually it was Kabir who said the wanting creature inside me, remember Kabir, Mm -hmm. Um, 15th century Indian Mystic, the wanting creature inside me, right? So when you, when we take that wanting creature, right, and we sit with it, and we, only give it the power of zazen,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? We allow zazen to calm it down, to calm down the energy. Yeah, it
5: becomes just an energy,
0: actually. It subsides. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is key in, in terms of extras. What do we do with extras? Is let them be. You let it be, and it actually comes down. I think the problem is that we don't let it be. We want an answer right away to something that is bothering us, and then it doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, it creates sense. more to say.: right. right. So to know to stay quiet, to know to bring it to ourselves, to ourselves.? Right? Yeah. So to recognize the extras and to bring Zazen, or the light of Zazen, to the extras, to the questions. May life go away.
7: So, San, Shi. Uh, this is very complicated stuff. It's not, it's telling so much this Quran. Um, to go on top of the mountain and be hermit and eat once one meal and sit all the time and meditating and feel that wow I'm ordinary, I'm not ordinary, I'm a super person because I can do that. And when you're going down to the to the people from the mountain, but you're gonna say your ego so blow up. You're gonna say, Hey, this is simple people. I'm the the one who doing so much, who practicing so so much, I'm the perfect one and then I'm gonna
0: stop you there. I'm gonna ask you those stories, how do they impact you?
7: Very very much because this is my story of my life, because I'm the white and 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 black. I cannot make the middle, the great, the great in life, because the life is combined, both. Okay, so you're
0: saying, you're saying that you, you find something maybe in practice that you cannot find in everyday life, or you cannot see what you may be able to see on the cushion, you cannot take it to everyday life. So there's a gap between what you may experience and what you, right. So this is our question right this is what we work with how do we take down those walls how do we shrink that gap
7: not to be so harsh on yourself maybe this is number one number two also not to give such slack i don't care i'm not gonna do that because it's not giving me nothing in this moment so you have to practice maybe not to the extreme, not to hard way, because after all we're living in our life, families, work, all kinds of stuff. So you cannot, you know, do only family and work and not to do meditation. Or to do meditation and forget everything by your life. This is also not the way. So how so, do you
0: do it? How do you suggest Okay, so here's the question. What do you think you need to do? What what do you do too much?
7: Because I'm extreme. I I believe that I'm extreme. Uh, Or I'm taking this way, this way. First of all, I have to realize. What do you want to realize? I want want to realize that this is not white and black. I cannot leave my family let's say and do meditation and also I cannot be uh, with my family and forget my sangha, my practice in meditation or other activities I have to blend them together in a way that it's going to flow very very smooth
0: that's the point of taking down the walls that separate between the two things you just talked about there is a wall there in the mind that separates this from that. Ordinary from holy, right? Okay, and this is what Jayata is saying to us, to all of us, right? To and to all of us. You know, you're going to climb onto <coughs> one side and then you're going to neglect the other. You're going to climb to the other side, you're going to neglect that. But he's saying it's neither here nor there. How do you practice? How do you bring it to in, a, in, a, in a, the, the, the most minute way possible, to the thing you're doing and lose the extra to what you're doing, whether you're home
7: or here. So first of all, like you say, it's in your brain.
0: What well, Tiger and said that, Tiger said that.
7: <laughs> so if this is the, the point, so it's in the brain, it's not something physical. So this is first realization. Where is it in the, in the mind?
0: In the mind <coughs> where it's false. But where, what is that?
7: It's uh, what it's is not that? physical. It's not something that you <coughs> can grab. You cannot feel it maybe yes, but you cannot it's it's <laughs> not in the air, but it's in some energy that can be changed in every second. How does it have so
0: much power over you? Does does that that ever Hmm. bother you to Oh yeah. Okay. Then can you look at that before you before you go on with this? what is it what is it that gives it so much power that it does what it does or that you think it does what it does.
7: Maybe Maybe I'm giving that by myself power with this like it's maybe. in my, my hand. Maybe. Then okay. giving to this power. Maybe. So if this is the way it's in my hand and the same can and the same way I can take this power. Okay.
0: So just so stay with that. Make it simple. Say it's complicated? That's not that complicated, at least to know. To say maybe I am giving it power. Work on that. May I ask a
2: word? Thank you. Show some shit.
0: I only eat one meal a day.
2: Yeah. I don't do that. What do you do? I eat. What does
0: it mean to eat one meal a day? doesn't mean anything. Can you eat more than one?
7: Sure.
0: How so? Can you eat more than one?
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, we can go on forever like that and it's never going to be more than one. (laughs) So we need to stop it now. (laughs) Well,
2: Well, eating, if you don't set up eating and not eating, if you don't set up bowing and not bound? If you don't set up enlightenment and delusion, what is there? A lot of restlessness. Well, there's just the doing, right? Yeah, and then there
0: is the restlessness. Right? There is a lot of buzz. And the buzz creates extra. You know, the buzz is like velcro. You know, it attaches itself to stuff. We have to recognize it, because otherwise, although we want to walk light or travel light, we, we are not going to travel light. So first, we have to become aware of where am I yeah. attaching myself, or how am I m- attaching myself? Well, right. How do I walk light?
2: I walk. You have to do. Doing is the way. It's not proclaiming that you're going to do something. Yeah, but it's not said, the, dual, the dualistic said, separation. I do not bow.
0: I do not walk. Right? You could have said that. I'm not walking. I do not walk. I do not sit. I do not lay down. But what is walking?
2: What is sitting? What is laying down? Yeah. Right? It's only what we, in our own minds, what we think it is. Someone told us once that walking was this, so that's what we think walking is. And yeah, so the difference is where, right?
0: That where is what is the difference between walking and not walking? Or walking and walking. Or eating and eating, right? Or bowing and bowing. How do you practice? If you say that there are no extras in your practice. Oh, I never say that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I that, that. Okay, so we're on the same page, right? Right, so the question is how do I identify the extras in my practice? How do I streamline?
2: Yeah, and it's, it, this is a perfect example. It's the naming, the naming of the extras the one meal a day, the balan, the sutras, the this, the that, the all this. Because once you name something, you separate it from the way. Because it's the doing. It's like I chant sutras. You know. It's also, it's day, also oh being, no, being afraid
0: going. of not doing it. Being worried about not doing it. Being worried about doing it. How much weight am I putting on my practice? How much weight am I putting on, for example, precepts? Is it in the weight? It's all extra, that's all extra. Right. So how do I maintain the practice? Do you remember that story I told you a few times about my Roshi traveling, I think you heard it, traveling with uh, a couple of people and there was a, um, a Theravada practitioner with them and they stopped eating at noon and they yeah. ate the next morning, right? Yeah. And they couldn't stop, or they couldn't find a place to stop and noon was, you know, coming soon, and he realized, you know, noon is going to pass and I won't be able to eat, right? right. And then, uh, so he was getting nervous in the back seat, you know. We got to find a place to eat to start. It. And so at some point, my little Roshi turned to him and said, stop being so precious,
2: right?
0: right? Stop making a big deal out of it. So you eat that one,
2: Big deal. Yeah.
0: But I can't. The practice.
2: Sure. Who's saying that? Who's saying that? It's just a rule that someone laid down to create order. Some point
0: that's what that's the point, right? There is a perp- there is upaya, there is upaya, but if we get rigid about it, the upaya dies, it's no longer upaya, it's no longer skillful. The skillfulness is not about the rules, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yet, 25 yet, minutes, 30 minutes. 30 yet, we minutes. can't say that it's not important. Right? We cannot say that structure and, and uh, discipline is not, are not important, they're very important. Well, I don't know if
2: they're important, they're not meaningless. They're important because if we don't do that, what do we do? We do something else, you know, which may or may not be just as relevant or just as meaningful. If we
0: don't do that, we do something else, but we obey something else. That's actually more important. Right? We obey something else. So how do we obey? How? What does it mean to be devoted to practice? That's the question he's bringing up, right? He's saying, you know, they're saying our teacher is devoted, or devotion itself, or whatever he said, right? Mm-hmm. What is devotion to practice for you?
2: Devotion to practice for me is the flow, is the flow from one moment to another, one encounter to another, one thing to another. How do you do that? I do it by improvising. Just like I play my music, I improvise my life. When I come across a situation, I try to encounter it and adapt to it to the best of my ability. You know, a lot of times you play the wrong note, but you know, you're only a half step away from the right note, as they say. So, you just keep playing. That's all you can do. And Scales and chords and progressions and Sutras and chants and sitting times and bells and gongs. They're all the same things. They're just guide rails. So when you play the wrong note, is it wrong? It's a half step away from the right one. (laughs) No, it's just it's the note that you play. It's not it's not right or wrong. Is it
0: half step away from anything else? It's just a half step away. Then there's an issue. Yeah, but there's always an issue. There's always an issue. Okay. Are you half-step away from where you need to be? No. Okay. No. May no. your life go well.
2: Thank you for your Thank you. show.
5: Shou, San, Shi. Which place has more merit, a monastery or a brothel?
0: Who's counting merit? question. Who is counting? If there is a question about where there is more, there is an issue of not enough. Right? Okay. Who is saying it's not enough? Or is one half a step away from the other? (laughs) to continue <laughs> <laughs> along the path. You said um, is it half, I like that, is it half step away from something else? Or in other words, are we lost, right? You know, that's the whole point of, right? Are we, can we be lost? What makes us feel lost? Relatively. Creating something else. Right? Creating something else somewhere else, some idea of or some state, a different state. Right? So, simply delusion, enlightenment, right? So there is delusion and delusion is uh, a step in the right direction, maybe. I'm deluded now, but I will be enlightened later. Right? Okay. I'm very close to that. Or very far from that. It doesn't really matter. I'm not there is the point. And I'm not there can put so much weight and extra and baggage on on my practice, right? I mean, think about the difference between sitting with an idea of arriving somewhere else or becoming something else and just sitting and being exactly where you are in the state that you find yourself at. Right? Just think about that. It's easy to see the difference, right? Not wanting to become anything else other than this. It's easy to practice, right? You just, you bow, you bow. Not to uh, accumulate merits, not to feel good about being on the path to realization. Or separating ourselves from those who are not on that path, right? It's much easier. Practice does not have to be difficult. Doesn't have to be. Although often it it becomes that way.
5: So where is from, then it's
0: so easy. Yeah. Where do you move from? I mean, turn it around, ask you. Because you need to verify it, right? I'm going to say whatever I say, and it's nonsense. And w- w- Where do you verify it? How do you verify? Let's take your zaza What do you see? What do you experience in your zaza? Uh What don't I
5: experience in <laughs> my Zazen? It might take less
0: time. Where do you experience all that? Uh, My entire body. So in that process are you becoming more intimately acquainted with that body that that you refer to? Right? You're becoming more intimately acquainted with that. More at home with the the container that allows all the experiences to come and go. More grounded, more rooted in that. Not into stage, in practice. Because that's that's what you, this is what you experience, or or in which you experience. You sit, you get up, you go to work, you go to study, wherever you go, you experience within that. So you develop that inner body experience or sense, right? And you're familiar with that. It's not, obviously not new. You know know it well. You push it to the limits often (laughs) (laughs) in running, so you know. I
2: know the
6: inner body.
0: And where is uh, is the difference between those? There isn't. So what do you want to know?
5: (laughs) Uh, There isn't when you let go of the boundaries.
0: And you have not yet.
5: (laughs) Sometimes better than others, yeah.
0: Okay, so when you have let go of the boundary, the boundary creates extra. We're trying to kind of the boundary creates extra, right? So to create a gap or a wall or a division creates extra mentally. Creates extra energy. When you don't do that, you don't create extra. Right? You ease into the situation, the experience. That's your practice. May your life go on. Thank
7: you for your answer.
8: Sanchi. Um, so, to, to, to what should we set our intention to then? If enlightenment's already attained or it's the process of awakening. You know, it, it's... So I see the person going through, doing, following the rules, the prostrations, all those things. I see a person that might be understanding their attempts as right effort as you know there's, there is danger in pursuing purity to a certain extent of associating purity with right effort and the, the practicing of those things is an attempt to create that but then it seems we lose the, the purity of the acts themselves a certain point so I guess the intention thing matters to me uh, a lot of times it's not necessarily a goal or I'm not like expectations it's more of a Mm -hmm.
0: what's the fuel yeah that's a good question intention is 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 different than goal right Mm -hmm. okay it can be uh, mingled with it can be uh, attached to a goal Mm -hmm. right and it can change the intention Right, the purity of the intention. But what, okay, so an, another way to ask that, if we're already there, mm-hmm. why should we strive for anything? It's that, it's also
8: the, um, it was a line in um, at, at Robert Aiken, it said um, that once that energy and you know, feel goodness of meditation all that stuff wears off and all you're left to Is with this practice, what do you do then Mm -hmm. Uh, when it's not exciting anymore? Uh, When it's. Are you excited? Some days. Other days it's excruciating. Other days it's uh, going through it the way you might brush your teeth in the morning. Like when that weird part of the morning when you're kind of just on autopilot.
0: Yeah. Um, So, with that, okay, so we hear or you read or or you hear that. mm you're already there, right? It's inherent. What you're looking for is inherent. Mm-hmm. Completion is not in question, right? Yeah. That's what Buddhism teaches. How does this work with working towards achievement? Mm-hmm. Getting somewhere, right? Or doing something? Building something? Or in, a,
8: in its own way, uh, growing comfortable with going nowhere. Um, okay. Not necessarily stagnation, yeah. but a... a, a um, you know, a tree doesn't move. Yeah, it, it just grows outward, but it's not moving. You know, lifting its trunk up and going somewhere. It's
0: no, but it's, know, it's it's, it's constantly growing. right you're moving and growing. Okay, so your question is.
8: So I guess it's it is that if if it's not one hundred percent goal oriented, it's already attained. It's all these things. I still feel there needs to be a fuel. A reason. There is right? intention,
0: and intention. Uh, that's why it's one of the. Uh, Eightfold Path, right? You know, right intention, right? Mm -hmm. What is right intention? Someone going through my head trying to think of an answer to that. Right effort and right intention kind of go together, right? What is right intention?
8: Well, looking at those intermingling, I would see right intention as being the lubricant for right effort in a way.
0: Okay. But a different way to ask that. How is right intention connected to right understanding? Hmm.
8: So where you're directed ahead, you What know, the is directing you?
0: Fine. Yeah. So what is directing you? Right. What, you talk about fuel. Mm-hmm. Why do we want to get somewhere else? Why do we want to do what we do? Is it is there rejection in that? Is there not accepting this one here, mm-hmm. and wanting to replace that with a different version of this one here? In, uh,
8: in a, a, I that or cultivating it, you know, adding layers to it. I I, I don't want to use the word improve because that suggests a a um, dissatisfaction with what
0: is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good suggestion because it's true, right? <laughs> yeah. There is dissatisfaction that we encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's okay to call it by its name. You mm-hmm. know, there is dissatisfaction.
8: Yeah.
0: Right? It's, it's could be bad. Or not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, uh-huh. yes, there is, life is dissatisfactory, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Life is dukkha. That's what that means. So there is dissatisfaction, I recognize it, and it is because I am not acknowledging Mm -hmm. what I am. So what am I? To look into that, to look at what are, okay, what is motivating me to do what I do? Mm -hmm. That's the question, you know, what is motivating me? Is it to replace something with something? Can you embrace and then do what you do? Embrace fully and then do what you do. And then the doing is not burdened by unrealistic expectations. Then the doing is free of the door. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the door that puts unrealistic expectations off the doing by wanting to become, wanting to achieve, wanting to yeah, find something. Right. So that's the process of freeing the doing from the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> Thank you. Do right. your left, go
9: on. So I think for me there's you know, there's been a lot of talk about expectation, and I find that, you know, that's really the most challenging thing for me, is to engage in something that has no destination.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's definitely a challenge in our society, right? Mm-hmm. To, because we are, you know, in a way, programmed. <laughs>
9: it's antithetical to...
0: Totally
9: decision goal
0: orientation. So that's the question, is it? Does it negate setting out goals and, and working to achieve them? What what does it mean to just you know stretch out and take a nap? Because it's all fine and there's no delusion, no enlightenment, nothing else to find? How again, how do we how do we understand? How do we read that? How do we read? Really, I do you know, not meditate. I do not do prostrations.
9: I think is it is it clinging to ritual, a rigidity, um, and abiding to ritual and ceremony for ceremony's sake, and expecting that that abiding will, you know, elicit some kind of favor long term
0: or maybe take care of something that needs to be taken care of, right, Right. something that uh, if I do this, I will achieve that, right, so this is a means to an end, right, so what if this is, what if the means and the end are one, how do we digest that, (laughs) right, what what if the means and the ends are non-dual?
9: it's weird, you know, sitting in Zazen, you know, sometimes just having those moments where you ask yourself, what am I doing right now? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I investing this time in this practice? I could be out running errands, you know, exactly. doing stuff around the house, Exactly. but I'm here sitting on this cushion right. and intellectually trying to reconcile that sometimes. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. How do we live with that? Well, obviously, you show up still around, still show up to the cushion and sit, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you rest or relax into that kind of practice, right? So I am here to get to know this, not to get anywhere else. I'm here to refine, right? To Mm -hmm. get to intimately know this one here. Because this is the one that does everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And if I care about everything else, then I better know the one that is sitting. Here. Mm-hmm. What is this? Right? So it's a lot to do with deepening, right? Now, we're not, we're not saying there's no deepening. you know. That's, they're not saying there's no deepening. But what they're saying is it's not linear, right? It's not, it's this. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper to where you already are at. How much do? We, how do we know that? How, much? how do we know that? How do you know you? So yeah, to practice without a goal and to understand how, to understand what it means to practice without a goal. So to perfect, for example, to perfect this, right? To perfect the bow, to perfect the way we chant, to keep working on it, just for that. Not for any other reason. To bow for bowing, to get up for getting up for, to walk for, walking, okay. without burdening any action with anyone. Right? Mm-hmm. To learn to move, to learn right. to flow, to live day by day. I mean, it's, it sounds like a goal as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing so I can become well,
9: liberation, right, from the fetters of all the noise and clutter.
0: Right. And then the question is, who bounds you?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Who, who traps us? What is trapping us is the question. I want to achieve liberation, but that's what he was saying. You know, even that by itself is a, is a mind, is a craving mind. right, that wants to be liberated. But the question of liberation, the question of being trapped by something, right, or being hindered by something, am I hindered by that? That's what you were saying you have to look at, right? Am I really hindered by what I think I'm hindered by?
9: Hindered by the unending flow of mental constructs, right?
0: Yeah, a lot of that, right? But then, you know, it comes and goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, some days, some moments, you sit and there's a lot of stuff like that and you feel very uh, weighed down by it, right? So it sits on you. And then other moments, Mm. it's not. But what do we learn from that? Just by observing that some moments there are questions like, what am I doing here? And other moments, the questions fade away. What does it mean? Well, first of all, it means I don't have to answer these questions. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Because they go away. Right? That's one. That's good, right? And then the second thing is there's constant movement. Right? So you don't have to worry about defining or creating anything out of one experience or another. You Just allow the experiences to go. Isn't that liberation? Right? Yeah. To learn to allow all things mm-hmm. to come and go freely. That's a good thing. <laughs> Is. It's needed, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, no, it's fine. Questions come, questions go. Some are important to look at, some are not so important, right? Yeah. Keep it going. Right? Okay. All right. All right. May your life go away. Thank you for teaching. So, San
10: um, So, we cannot find enlightenment. Cannot find self, or we cannot find the uh, true nature. But the only thing we can do, is we can express it. So to express our true nature, we have to. Uh, uh, well, I think we should drop ourselves, like a Dogin suggests. So this koan makes me think that the uh, our sort of modern lifestyle, because we tend to the furia. So maybe this monk tried to show in a good will to lead the people, and uh, he was trapped into how she's supposed to uh, behave or how he should practice. But the uh, maybe that's not really expressing true nature. And. Uh, but if he drops himself and coming from true nature and, and show the example, that might be uh, get that
0: some different subject. Okay, so how do you do that? So how do you do it? How do you practice? How do you take any form of a practice, right? whatever it is we do? How do you take that and practice it without, or to practice it from a place of true nature, without any extra, without baggage, without rigidity? So sometimes
10: you have to drop self. So for example, um, we tend to occupy like, uh, I do, I, this is me. So um, if you drop self, and uh, if, we, if we came out of the trap that the, we we supposed to be treated this way or that way, then we should naturally express true nature. But also, of course, the, uh, we can't do that all the time because, you know, our modern lifestyle, the, uh, we have to take many, many things with our sort of intention and, and just we discuss about the goal. Sometimes we, we need that, but also we need to release sometimes. And uh, of course, there's a goal, but just stay present. And whatever you know, the world through to you is what we have right now, and we'll be happy with it, and we'll go with it. It's not. So most of my experience, you know, I want something, I won't get, it. Uh, something else is coming, but That's what it is, and I'm happy with this, and that's the way to go.
0: So, a simple question. Do you create any extras? No. No? No.
10: I don't, I accept, well, this is my practice, but my intention, I, I accept everything. How'd you get there?
0: How did you get get there? try to lose self. Isn't that extra? No, it's not. Because I'm just going after myself inside. To try to lose something. Isn't that extra? No, because I'm not really losing
10: something. It's part of me. So it is what it is. So what do you try to do? Just keep moving on. See everything throughout me. What through my body. Why would you
0: say I try to lose? I lose. I'm not trying to lose. But there's nothing to lose, you're saying. No, there's nothing, well,
10: um, right, there's nothing to lose because everything is what it is, so,
0: right. Extras are created by all of us. Mm-hmm. So, it's not, it's not so simple. I don't create extras. We know we can say I am seeing, maybe more clear, right? or More clear. Right, 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 right. You know, how extras are created and, right? So yeah, you can say that, you know, you can say that the flashlight of practice is helping. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't create extras. I don't create extras is true on one level because extras are created almost automatically. Right, 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 right. right. So I don't do that, but I have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How's that? Right, Right? I still have to deal with it, although I don't do it, and it's a habit. Right. Right, it's a habit. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we have to recognize that this is a habit. Mm And it happened. Mm-hmm. Whether we read Dogen or not. <laughs> right. You know, Dogen says, don't create extras or don't create the self. or Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forget the self. It's good. It's all good and it's all true. Mm-hmm. But yet there is the practice, there is everyday life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Right. And then we get entangled.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We get entangled. We have to understand that. <laughs> but so
10: that's why we sit.
0: Yeah, that's but. why we sit. But that's why we don't make rigid sitting. We don't make rigid right. practice. Right. We don't. That's why we don't sit. Let's just leave it at that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So don't sit. Sure. How do you not sit? I'll do something else. And just do it. How do you not sit?
10: Oh. all the
0: time. Does make, make difference? No, make, no difference. Yes, how do you not sit, right? You get your back straight. Mm-hmm. You don't move. You pay attention to your breath. Right? You don't scratch the itch. That's how you don't sit.
7: No. Nah. Okay. Do your left go on. Thank you. Sure, Sanji.
6: uh, help me, helped remind me, Um, and it helped me with what I was working on today, actually. Um, What does uh, Jayata care about? And what does Vasubandu care about? And I thought, Vasubandu wants to be on this path for a reason he cares about attaining something or creating a certain image for himself like when he looks well he didn't have mirrors but (laughs) when he looks he's looking for himself as an enlightened person an enlightened being a great being and Jayata is not looking for himself and he cares about the way for others and it all comes down to letting go of that image that you want of yourself letting go of that image and that's what I have difficulty in at work mm-hmm. I was thinking hmm, at work It's in other aspects of my life as well. But mainly work. How do other people see me? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's. Refining my practice. Refining my practice. To really examine. What I care about. Within the practice. Within my work. Within my life. What do I care about? Do I care about. Somebody looking at me and going, that's a great teacher. You know, wow, do I care about that? Do I care about how other people see me? I have Mm -hmm. to say, at work, it's very difficult not to do that. Um,
0: So what's the difference in the caring? So, okay, so you take uh, Vasubandhu Jata and they both care? But it's a different kind of care. What's yes. the difference?
6: No self-giving, um, offering, but preciousness of life, but not preciousness of self. So it made me also think of the story of when the Buddha um, was down to eating one grain of rice, mm. and he's by the river, mm. and he's dying. And what he cared about then was enlightenment, right? And he's down, but he falls into the river, he's so weak. And then, what was her name? The milkmaid. Sujata. Sujata, thank you. Comes along, what does she care about? She cares about um, the other, Mm -hmm. the one who fell in the river. And is dying.
0: So you're talking about expanded it's, expanded view care care versus care contracted versus care. Right.
6: Because I felt I feel like with that story, I, I think Buddha realized, even though he hadn't yet attained full enlightenment at that time, that he's was in, you know his enlightenment leader. Even though I think that helped him realize that there is more, not more, that true caring about the path, the true way is to drop self, to forget the self, as Dogen
2: said.
0: You know, when you look at uh, Vasubandhu uh, and, and Jatā and the way he was practicing, right? So, Vasubandhu was, there's no doubt he was devoted to practice, mm-hmm. and there's no doubt that he was very meticulous about it. But the point is, how do we understand practice? You know, and it, it's a little bit like Vimalakirti uh, walking around and messing with people, you know, so... Right, so then, what are you doing? Yeah, you are doing everything based on the book, but do you need the book? Do you need to follow a set of rules? Or how are you practicing what the book is saying? And it's a very important point to understand how we practice. So, okay, so you talk about expansion versus contracted, expanded caring versus contracted care. Well, okay, so how does this connect to practicing without rigidity? Not
6: worrying so much about what something looks like. I'm um, not being a perfectionist so much as in that, in that something else has to be perfect. No, this is not perfection. This is perfection. This is what it looks like, not that. You know, whereas if we're looking at perfection, perfection is just as you are complete right now.
0: So. I think what you're saying is that we are blinded by the idea and uh, we do not see the path itself. Okay, we are blinded by an idea of something, whether, whether it's practice or something else, and because of that we do not see what it is really about. Right. Okay, so practice itself can be an obstacle yes. if we don't practice correctly. And that's one of the things that we have to... See that core is the, or the question of how do we practice? How do we maintain it? How do we understand? So work on that. Work on not getting yourself trapped by your own views, whether it's of practice or of school or work, or of how you should be looking like or sound like or right. Mm-hmm. or how other people should see I want
6: to look at how I, how I care about what I'm doing
0: right, right. look at rigidity your left thank you for your answer so the point of Not creating rigidity, not creating rigid practice, right, is so important. First of all, for for longevity in practice, because if we are going to create something off, it's going to become a burden that we will sooner or later would like to shed. And what we're shedding is an idea, our idea of the practice and not the practice itself. So to understand how to practice, how to maintain it. Also to understand how to be disciplined. And to be disciplined means also to, if you need to move when you're on the cushion, listening to Tei show, you make slight adjustments to the posture and you maintain solid, strong posture. That's a big part of it. And then to not be trapped by that. By, now I have to sit like, I don't want to sit like that. I want to just stretch out. I want to lay down. I would like a shower or a hot bath. Right? So, but if we have those, vo- I mean, we're going to have these voices, but if we go with those voices and then convince ourselves that this is preventing me from doing what I want to do right now, then we don't understand the to practice. Right? And then it becomes too rigid. It doesn't mean we just, you know, everybody goes and does whatever he or she wants at any given moment. It means to know how to stay still and how to practice diligently without being trapped.